0: Hi, and welcome to episode four of Hi, I'm Your Birthday Twin. My name is not Alex Summer. My name is actually Nicola Walker, and I am reading the part of Alex Summer in Lisa Jewell's new book, None of This Is True. The first three episodes of Hi, I'm Your Birthday Twin have been created as a fictionalised podcast as part of the campaign for the book, and I am thrilled to say that um, Lisa is here with us and we're going to hear more about it all. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Nicola. Thanks for
1: being here and for agreeing to read the part of Alex in my book. Um, You have done a phenomenal job. And it's been brilliant listening to this podcast come to life. Uh, so, I think we could say we left the last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger. And I know listeners will want to find out what happened. But the good news is that the full story can be found in my new book, which is called None of This Is True. And it's available in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, which if you're listening to
0: this, I'm sure you'll want to go and listen to. Well, I know that um, anyone listening is going to want to know more about um, the background of the book and a bit more about the making of the audio version of the book. So I think we should probably get started, Lisa. What do you think? I, I absolutely agree. Let's go. Okay, I'm coming in with the first question. Um, now, you have created these two main female characters, and they are both brilliant voices, um, Alex and Josie. And I just wondered whether, you know, that was that was a choice, to have these two female leads and and where they came from really in your imagination
1: um it sort of wasn't a choice most of my books have a really big mix of characters um, points of view so I normally have teenagers children men women so it's actually quite unusual for me to only have two female voices Um, and yeah so Josie um actually came to me after her husband Walter she's married to as listeners know a man called Walter. And he was the inspiration for the whole book. I saw him sitting in the window of his flat one day when Mm -hmm. I was walking my dog. And he was literally just a guy sitting in a flat staring at a laptop. But for some reason, I was slightly obsessed with him. And I just had this feeling that there was some dark story going on behind him. I kind of wanted to get inside his flat (laughs) and and explore and see what was happening. And I felt like there was a room somewhere in that flat and there was somebody in that room. Um, And so Josie came from Walter, actually, weirdly. And Mm -hmm. I was not expecting josie to play to take center stage in the way that she did and alex um well alex was um supposed Mm -hmm. to be a novelist and i kind of changed my mind because i thought that was going to be playing too close to home for me um and i thought that a, a really good alternative to her being a novelist would be that she could be a podcaster and i think in my mind i just have this idea that podcasters are very glamorous and urban and um and and cool and witty, and so Alex came out of I think my my stereotypical <laughs> idea of what a podcaster might be like. But well, obviously, that's how, that's how she I developed. imagine them as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With the glamorous um, recording studio in her back garden in her in her trendy Queens Park house. Um, so, but yeah, obviously, Alex grew layers as I grew her on the page.
0: Mm. So, and and when you so when you're you're writing, I can't imagine that a a, a writer like you has one, you know, one eye on the, the, you know, the eventual audio book. But I've got to ask the question, yeah. do, do, do you think about it at all when you're writing?
1: not even 1% of me or less than 1% of me is thinking about the audiobook <laughs> not one part of me is thinking even really about the physical book itself hmm. um i'm every now and then i'll think about my readers and get a little nervous that they're not going to like what i'm writing um but that's about as much as i get outside of my own head and imagine a world beyond <laughs> my hmm. immediate situation of sitting at my laptop making up making up stories um so no absolutely could not have thought about an audiobook book uh, while I was sitting, um, work, working this story out day by day, page by page.
0: <laughs> I really expected that answer. I, re- yeah. I, didn't, I, re- I mean, I can't imagine that you would... You can't, because it, it, it's... The, the way you write, it's very, it's very clear that all these characters have completely full lives. And I imagine them existing in your head constantly while you're writing. How... How does that feel? Are they, talk- do they- are they talking to you, Lisa? Are they talking to you all the time? They kind of
1: are. That sounds really sort of spooky and slightly pretentious. Um, but they kind of are. They're just there. They're just in my head and they're not overwhelming at all because I think that's very important when you write in the genre that I write in, that you should not become overwhelmed by your characters because mm. so many of them are rather twisted and dark um, and you wouldn't want to be dragged down by them. So you absolutely just have to be a sort of cipher listening to them as you said in your head and they do they they just they're just there and the minute my fingers touch the keyboard in the morning they're just ready to get to work with me um and they just kind of show me the way to go it all sounds
0: horribly pretentious but um
1: <laughs> and does it that, and that is, it, is how
0: it feels is that is that how you're you're I'm fascinated by how um how you you write and i'm sure it's again another really annoying question but cuz when people ask me about how you know how how i do acting i sort of find <laughs> it very hard to explain but i am going to ask this awful question yeah. what, what what and i know you you'll have been asked it before but what does an ordinary day look like when you're really really in it when you're really involved in writing
1: and it looks incredibly ordinary. I think ordinary is the key word here. And in fact, um, the best existence for a writer when they're, when they're trying to get a really good amount of quality work done is a sort of Groundhog Day existence when there's nothing in your diary and you wake up at the same time every day and do the same things every day. So mm. for me... And a good writing day is I can spend the morning getting on top of all my domestic stuff and emails and what have you and then just have a nice quiet afternoon at my kitchen table and spend as many hours as it takes to write a 1,000 or 1,500 words and then my, mm. my job is done for the day. So, yeah. Boring is good. Boring is good. Routine yeah, is everything. I presume
0: you have to be quite, you have to be rigid with yourself. You just yes,
1: but then obviously there are other things that you, you're committed to doing as well. So it's sort mm. of, a. that's why if you write a thousand words a day, you could write three books in a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously I'm not writing three books a year because there's so many days when I can't write because there are other things going on.
0: Do you, do you feel that there's, there's a great difference for your, all your readers Um from having a physical book in their hands, and this new—it's quite new, really. I know we're all used to it now, but this sort of walk, walking around, going yeah. about our daily lives, while having, you know, an, an amazing story, um, very intimately in our in our ears—it's very private, actually. It's very private. Sort of almost feels quite secretive when I get really yeah. engrossed in a novel or a, an audio book. Um, do you, how? I mean, how does? How does that feel for you? Do you do you think there's a very different relationship with the story um, from yeah. from someone holding it to someone having it in the ear?
1: I actually think there is. And I have to be quite honest and say, I haven't listened to many audiobooks because it doesn't really fit into my life. There aren't that many moments in my life where an audiobook works. But I have noticed on the few occasions when I've listened to a book on audio, it stayed in my head afterwards in, in a really different way. And almost in the same way that books stay in my head if I've read them on a sun lounger, on a particularly interesting holiday, or on mm. a trip abroad, or when there's something else going on rather than me just sort of sitting in my armchair or lying in bed reading a book you know reading 20 pages putting it down there's something else there's an added element when you're listening to an audiobook that almost a sort of scenario that you're listening to the book in Kind of has an effect on the way you feel about the, the book mm. you're listening to, mm. and adds a whole new dimension to it. So, yeah, I do think there's something kind of strangely. I mean, books are magical, absolutely. Mm. I'm the, the the biggest fan of of the physical book um, that you could ask for, but there is some little extra magical element when you're listening to an audiobook and someone speaking to you in into your ear while other things are going on around you. I guess that's what it is: is your eyes are around you. Um, mm. Mm so it's a different sort of
0: listening does it does it sometimes um shock you the way an actor has interpreted a character have you have you listened to other um uh, you know other other books that that you've heard turned into audio have you had a moment but be honest <laughs> have you had a moment where you've sat at <laughs> home going What? That's not how they sounded. (laughs) Oh, I don't
1: know, because this is the thing. It's like when people ask me about casting a dream fantasy cast for a movie adaptation, Mm. I can never think of an actor whose face entirely fits the sort of weird, wishy-washy, vague idea of a face I had in my head, because it's a different sort. It's like a dream face, the face you have in your head when you're writing a book. It's not a real face. So I find it really hard to look around at the real world and look at real human beings and and find a face that that matches. And I feel the same about voices. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't have a very, very set idea of what my character's voices sound
0: like, even though I do describe them in the books. You do. You're very clear. It's beautiful for for an actor, a voice actor. You do so much of the work for us.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, But I guess I'm doing that also for the reader because I want the reader to have a sense of... But it's very broad strokes. It's very broad strokes. You can't pin down the absolute tiny minutiae of what somebody's voice actually sounds like and the way their tongue hits the roof of their mouth when they say certain words Mm, and mm. that sort of, you know, and the size of someone's mouth obviously has an effect on the way their voice sounds and how many teeth they've got and all those sorts of things. And I can't obviously get to that level of describing a voice. So these broad stroke descriptions um, are there for the reader to give them a feel. But, yeah, so no, to answer your question, I don't think I've ever heard a a voice actor (laughs) Doing an audiobook and thought, no, that's so wrong because <laughs> yeah, it's sort of I mean,
0: right in a way. The, the joyful thing I think it, with this with this book for me is is that although as I said, there are these 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 two very strong female voices that take you on the journey. Um, it is fully populated by this um, you know by, by these other these other characters who are all really vividly drawn. Um, and I was just wondering, out of all of the characters in the book. Um, Could you possibly... Could you... Can you... Po- sort of point at one and say that's that's been that was the favourite yeah. one that was occupying my head, or is that a bit like asking you who your favourite child is? <laughs> uh, no, like
1: so people when they ask me what my favourite one of my books is is a bit like asking me about my favourite child. But actually, there's always a character in every book I write who I enjoy writing the most, right. and it's usually the most twisted one. It's usually the darkest one. It's usually the one with the most unsettling personality who does the worst things. So Josie. you can guess, Josie. <laughs> (laughs) Josie was just delicious. She was delicious to write. And I hadn't known that she was going to be quite as peculiar as she was. I I knew she was going to be very, very different to Alex. And I knew where she lived and I knew she had this much older husband. And I knew she was a bit downtrodden and a little bit weird. Creepy is, is, that's where I set off with
0: Josie. Mm. I wanted
1: her to be a little bit creepy. Um, The sort of person you would want to keep at arm's length if she tried to get into your life. Um, Yeah, yeah. So... So when she went <laughs> as, as peculiar and unnerving as she did go in the end, yeah, I wasn't quite expecting that. And that was unbelievable amounts of fun to go with her every day and see what peculiar
0: things she was going to do that day. Um, yeah, when, when we were recording um, during breaks, I was saying, um, you know, th- we've all done this. On a a micro scale, we've all done it. We've all met somebody and sort of had an initial, oh, this new person that's popped up into my life seems to be quite interesting. Yes, And then
1: we've had to do a vault fast when you get to know them. Exactly. You suddenly get these little red flags coming up and there's just something unsettling Mm. and you can't put your finger on it. You just think, actually, maybe I shouldn't have invited you to the pub. Maybe I shouldn't have replied to your email. Um, Mm. (laughs) Whatever the thing was that you did, yes. The the, the world is, is full of people. Like that, and that was the fun of writing this book as just exploring what happens when you make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let that, that and person in fully.
0: And also, I think that, that what you've what you nail in this beautifully is that is the different way that we all um consume content now. You know, we do we do it through 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 book, through podcasts, through yeah. you know, you've got the Netflix documentary happening yeah. in this. I really love the way you're you're sort of drawing on. On, on the different ways we now consume um, our the, th- the things we the things we enjoy, yeah. I mean, the, with the
1: podcast, um, I've made a very very deliberate decision that I wasn't going to write the book as a podcast. Mm. I just thought I'd seen that before, and it just kills a lot of the narrative for me um, writing in that in that sort of way. Um, but the Netflix transcripts were quite a surprise. I think I just kind of got to this point with the book where I was I was building up this weird relationship between Alex and Josie and building up the reader's sense of discomfort about Josie and ending these chapters on these little weird sort of cliffhangers of, oh, Josie's stolen the stolen the hand soap, that's a bit odd, or she's, you know, rifling through the recycling, that's a bit odd. But it didn't feel like enough for the reader to feel really invested in the fact that something was about to go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was when I actually retroactively went back and, and started putting in these little Netflix teasers um from this pretend netflix documentary so that came in sort of after the event actually because i've really wanted to give the readers something meaty for them to even though they're watching these very quiet scenes between josie and alex where hardly anything is happening um mm. that they could tell from these little netflix interludes that big stuff was on on the way yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> stick it really, with it it's all coming <laughs> it, it really works i mean it works beautifully um and um, finally, finally, I would like to ask, um, without um giving any spoilers, um, I wondered whether these characters uh would would be characters that you would ever return to. I only be, only because where you leave us is um Oh gosh, I can't. I can't speak about it without without really spoiling something. So I'll just leave it at that. Would you ever? Would you ever return to them without saying who? <laughs> I
1: I am going to say that I shall not return to these characters. Oh. I can't tell you how much work I did on that last chapter. I rewrote that last chapter about six times. It was completely different every single time I wrote it, and when I finally got it right, um, I just knew it with goosebumps and just yeah. sort of like yeah. This is done, this is this is all we need to know about these people and this is a little sort of something for the reader to take away from the book and make them feel uncomfortable for the rest of their lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't need to go back to them, so no, I'm, I, I'm not going to return to these characters, but... Uh, who knows, they might still be out there somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's so complete. I I, I would have been really surprised. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, you don't seem to me to be, be to, to, you know, to, to, to be doing that. With the end of this book, you give an end. Yes. And and, and um, sometimes it, it's so, endings are hard. Don't you find that? Like, in, so, so in hard. Life, generally, endings the coming are hard. in and the going out is really hard. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, absolutely, endings are hard. And, mm. um, and I think... I owe it to a reader or a listener when they've put in all that effort, 370 words, mm-hmm. that are 370 pages. I wish it was only 370 yeah. words. They, they're owed a good ending and I always work extra hard on them. So yeah, if you get it right, you walk away job done well you (laughs) utterly
0: it's nailed ending nailed because it's incredibly satisfying and shocking and creepy and glorious um so yeah you you nailed it
1: amazing thank you thank you um (laughs) so now um it's my turn to ask you because nicola obviously you know i sat i sat at my kitchen table and and wrote these words, uh, never expecting that um, Nicola Walker would be reading them one day. Um, And as I said earlier, not even beginning to envisage or think about the audio aspect of what I was doing. So there's so much I don't know about how it works from your point of view. Um, So I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience of recording an audio book. Um, Mm. And obviously you're only reading um, Alex's sections of the book so when you're speaking from the narrator's perspective how much do you think about the other character voices the ones that you're not reading
0: that you have to love them all you know you you can't i can't read um a book unless i've enjoyed the book so the first point is you're sent a book and you read it and then you make a decision on whether or not you can do a good job for for the author and you have to have enjoyed a book to to read it well so that's 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 the first point um so that means you 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 know you're involved in in all of the characters the whole story and then you go through um and look at your your role in it um and that is a really strange process of um it's really practical it's I mean it, you know my answers are going to be similar to yours it's far more practical than people think i go through and highlight in different colors the different voices so and they have a colour in my head. <laughs> I'm going to sound mad like you. They have a very clear colour. So um, Josie is this strange sort of dark, muddy lilac colour. I knew I you were going to say purple. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, and Alex is this sky blue, quite yes. quite clear sky blue. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going to sound mad, aren't we? Um, <laughs> Nathan's yellow. He's kind of... Like a burnished yellow colour, like a sunflower. Um, Anyway, so you you, but you colour everybody. You know, everyone's everyone's got a distinct colour, and and it's it is often. You know, you're 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 doing everybody. But yes, with this, we've done it differently, and it's and it's been really really. exciting to do because you're aware that there are lots of other voices populating yeah. it. I mean, this is sort of surfing on being somewhere between an audio drama and an audio book. Yeah. It's sort of giving birth to something else that, you know, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to we're going to have like 20 voices or something yeah. um, when, when, the, when the, the book is complete, which is just kind of mind-blowing. It is. It's mm. like a huge cast. Um, so, obviously, you're a screen actor on the whole. Um, so, for you what is different about the preparation um before recording an audiobook i mean maybe you could set up like i set up my my day when mm. i'm when i'm writing how do you set up for recording an audiobook what does it look like for you and how is it different from turning up to a, a studio to
0: to do yeah. screen work it is it is very different and that's why it's actually that's why it's so um Enjoyable. It's a very different discipline. There's different disciplines between doing a piece of theatre and a piece of telly and a book. With the with the book, it's about thinking about your relationship with the one person you're going to speak to. Um, whereas, obviously, you know, with 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 telly, it's you're 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 getting your energy from the other actors in the room in front of the camera, and you don't really think about the audience that much, yeah. you know. But but with a book, I'm I'm thinking about my main my main loyalty is to you. So my main loyalty is to the writer and that goes across everything you do. That we have nothing if we don't have you, you know. We, yeah, don't oh. have, <laughs> we don't have anything to do without the writer. So for me writers are right you know writers are the beginning and the middle and the end of it all really. Um, but it is slightly different with a book because yes you 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 you're hoping to get an intimate relationship with the one person listening to you and you want to convey to them what the writer um, wants them to hear. You try not to get in the way too much. Yeah. That's the difference, really. I think with telly, you know, it's your job to, to, to really get your character across, to really um, fight for your, your character through that story. Um, with an audiobook, you've got to look after everybody. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: You're the mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really top. lovely position to be in.
1: And and how long does it take? I mean, do you do or do you do it all in one big hit or do you break it up and sort of fit it in between other things?
0: No, we do it in one hit. You always okay. do it in one hit. It's it's very hard. I only I think once I had to sort of keep going back to a, to something. It's very hard to keep your flow. So you 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 sit in your little you know, your little cubby hole with your earphones on and you have this relationship with the microphone and and you know, your director or producer and they keep an eye on you they they make sure the ship it goes right. the right way and, and gets to its destination okay um because sometimes listening you know if you're only listening to your own voice you you can drop into um you can get a bit, you get a bit lost so they yeah. they, they keep they give you the lights guide you through it and in um, a way is
1: there a is there the danger that if you split it up over different days that you might have a different tone to your voice
0: or different tone your voice can sound moods and things different might inf- affect the way you sound. Absolutely. Your voice yeah. sounds completely diff- different day to day, so it's much better. Yeah. Normally, I mean, this, we, we've taken, because I'm not reading everything, m- this has taken, um, you know, a, a day and a half to read. Um, and we start at 10 and we finish at 5, and, and, and we've done a, sort of just a morning to finish it off. So we push quite hard through it, um, but you, you've you always got the chance to go again, you know, and you've got someone listening to you um, telling you yeah. when you've you've just sort of gone blind and missed a word, or, or you, <laughs> you've just missed miss the point of the sentence Um, so you're not alone you've got someone looking after you yeah
1: um so obviously on on set you're surrounded by people um and you know the 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 people who are playing the characters that you're playing against obviously that's not the case when you're recording a book like this so what's Mm. it like when you haven't heard or met the other actors the other voices Mm-hmm. Does it does it feel sort of strangely disjointed and lonely, or do you picture them? No, have you got imaginary the... friends in the studio <laughs> with you.
0: <laughs> the brilliant thing is, um, and it was done beautifully on this, is that you know you, you are sent. I was sent little voice notes of everybody else in the book. Oh. so when I then have to be them, because everyone else had recorded before me, when I have to be Josie, I can listen to Josie and I can listen you know, to, to all the other voices and try, you try, try to match them. You know, it's not, you don't have to be I- identical, but you, you try to be in the same place as those voices. Yeah. Um, which you don't normally have to worry about. You know, normally it's just you doing them all. So... Well, yes. Have...
1: Uh, mm. we, yeah, exactly. And I, I was wondering, um, obviously some audiobooks the, the the one reader reads the entire book, including mm. all the characters, male, female, <laughs> whatever. Um, and... Of, some some narrators have spoken before about enjoying the opportunity to play every character in a story than Ugh. just one particular role. Is that no. something you enjoy, or is it a challenge <laughs> I, when you're narrating so a book hard. with a big cast like this one?
0: It's really hard, and I'm very careful. You know, I, I, I'm careful about the books I read anyway because, you know, as I said, you have to really love them. Um, But I'm also careful that it doesn't become a voice fest. I am not a voice fest (laughs) actor. There are plenty of actors who are brilliant at that. I've had terrible moments in recording studios where I've had the person press the button and say, Nicola, um, was that meant to be Canadian? (laughs) And you say, I'm, yeah, what's wrong? Was it a boot? You know, what was, <laughs> yes, I was it, a boot. it the boot that gave me away? And they, they've they actually had to change the character and say, oh, you know, well, let's say they're from California instead because you can, you know, you can do that. You, <laughs> oh, Awful, awful. I'm, I did a book once years and years ago. It was the first one I did and I went in it. I was quite cavalier, I, you know, naive, didn't understand how much work. And there was a party scene. I think there were 10 characters in the party scene and they were from all from different oh parts God. of Europe. And I was sweating and oh. almost crying with the sound recorders saying, no, no, they were Dutch. They were Dutch. And I'd have to go, okay, okay, Dutch, Dutch. Yeah, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Disco, disco. I to do this awful. <laughs> Awful, terrible, offensive Dutch accent. um Thankfully, we've moved beyond that now. I think everyone's quite careful about accents these yes. days. Yes, you know.
1: yes. Oh, so. absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I've, I've I've had a little bit of feedback from some of my older audio books from back in the day, <laughs> where people haven't yeah. done haven't done very um, sympathetic accents. Yeah. Um, yeah, We're actually re-recording one of my older books at the moment for that very reason. <laughs> oh, really? Because they
0: sort of hit cliche town. Yeah, the... exactly, yes. Yes. exactly.
1: But yeah. um, yeah, mm. yes, back back in the day. Um, so obviously, you've just finished recording this pretend podcast, which is just like so fun. Um, mm. But it would do you like listening to podcasts? Would you, for example, if "Hi, I'm Your Birthday Twin" was a real podcast, would you mm-hmm. would you in, be interested in listening to it? Is it your kind of thing?
0: You know what's interesting is I do listen to quite a lot of podcasts when I'm walking my dog. I love them, and I'm ashamed to admit that the thing I listen to it's so trite. Um, I listen to quite a lot of True Life crime podcasts as a lot of women do interestingly I've got a theory about that Um, so I would I would I think what would happen is I would listen to Hi I'm Your Birthday Twin yes because I'd think oh this seems quite fun this seems like a nice fun light thing uh, you know uh, uh, just sort of Interesting about different people from different places. Yeah, I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably give that a go. And then I'd very quickly realised that I'd found my perfect podcast because it's one of those deceptive ones that has a really relatable woman speaking to you and saying, you think you came for something. and I'm going to give you something else and I thought I was you know she Alex thinks she was making a podcast about one thing and then she finds out she's making a podcast about something very 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 different and that would be the I would be totally hooked on this you'd be in yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so lastly um so you've finished now
0: haven't you is that it Mm -hmm. Are Are you and Alex done we're done. Yeah, I, you I done. I feel, I feel very sad. I mean, listen, if you want to, at a yeah. later stage, yeah. you and I just make some Alex podcasts together. I think <laughs> that would be really fun. And we'll just put them out there and see what, what happens. I would happily <laughs> reincarnate if, her.
1: See if anybody notices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I take yeah. it from that that you have enjoyed being Alex?
0: Very much so. Good. She's great. What a great character. Good. What a brilliant, brilliant woman. And yeah, her story does did not go where I thought it would. (laughs) I loved... You gave me a a short, sharp slap towards the end of this book that I wasn't expecting. Uh, And it's not the twist that people will... will it's not there's there's an incredible twist but the twist for alex i think is really interesting psychologically really interesting i've I've loved playing her
1: thank you excellent well, i think that's a very very tantalizing moment to stop and to say mm-hmm. thank you so much thank you for being alex thank, thank you, you for you. recording my book it's been brilliant talking with you today and a reminder that none of this is true is available in hardback ebook and audiobook in july 2023